state and still draw them at every forum. Don't lose no points, I just score them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the forum. I go by the name of Charles Diamond, aka the Black Bruce Wayne, here with Ali, aka Allen. Raj, aka we back. You hesitated a little bit. Are we back or I, I, I think he was trying to say it the way he spelled it and then he's kinda held himself back. I don't understand it on Twitter why they do that, but it's a thing. So they spell back with B Y K E. I have no idea why. I'm I've not been explained why, but I'm trying to just yeah. fall into the movement. <laughs> I was that's why I was trying to say it, like from reading it, and then I realized you paused and I was like, Oh, he's going through what I'm going through right now. <laughs> We bike. <laughs> I'm willing to step out on the ledge and be wrong. <laughs> Wait, do you guys not know why we spell it that way? I was hoping one of you could fill me in because I have no idea why. Well, I, I don't know because you said why we spell it that way, and I've never spelled it that way. Oh, okay. So I... <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> why others spell it that way? The collect the royal we. <laughs> <laughs> i am i am past the age of knowing internet <laughs> slang i'm not gonna lie to you like once you get into late 20s it's done for that like that's a that's a mid-20s thing hold on i want to see if google knows the answer oh man <laughs> hold up hold up you're gonna you're gonna find like an explanation on urban dictionary that we can't even say Why? on the pod we're gonna be like oh my god spelled people all right, here we go. Definition at dictionary.com. Okay, no, that's dictionaries being the whole. I, listen, I'm not hip, but I know dictionaries wrong. It's a variant <laughs> spelling of the word bike. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's not it. Maybe Twitter just really enjoys cycling. <laughs> it says it was made fa- famous by the rapper Plies on Urban oh. Dictionary. So, <laughs> here's their sentence for it. Joe said to John, hey man, I'm parked in the bike of the club. Parked in the bike of the club. I think that's what that's what it is. You have to say it with like a very intense southern okay. accent. Uh, okay. We bike. We bike. Well, okay. according to Wiktionary, it's a beehive or an anthill. A that swarm was- or, or figuratively a swarm, usually of, pe- of people. Nice. Yes, yes, um, yes. I'm going to go with that one. Yeah, I'm not with that at all. <laughs> I want no parts of that. <laughs> well, glad we started off with the with the lesson today. You know what I will say, though? Speaking of regional slang, so I was, I was in Chicago this weekend. Yo, I did not, I guess I just didn't, I've never met too many people from Chicago. Yo, there is a distinct Chicago accent. Really? Yeah. And I can't even replicate it, but I can say that I learned it from an Uber driver. And not only did he have an accent, but he said the word bro super hard. Like, like it was almost an expletive the way he said it. Like, he would end his sentence and be like, I'm backing up from the mic here just so I don't peek it. He was like, you know what I'm talking about, bro? Like, it was super, bro? Like, he was talking about Derrick Rose. He was like, we love Derrick, bro. And I'm like, why are you saying bro that way? <laughs> like, why are you cursing bro at me? You you should see the way Persians say it. We say it, like, people with a hard Persian accent, they say it like B-E-R-O. It's like, bro, 
Pero. 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 I like that. <laughs> Chris, we're not just gonna slide over that flex you had that you were at All Star Weekend. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was gonna. I was gonna wait till we actually got to the topic to be like, wait, 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 wait. He's like, he I was, was actually All Star Weekend, yeah. but I was an Uber driver. You know, I was talking to Uber drivers. Yeah. <laughs> some slight, you know, just a little vacay. Some slight, nothing crazy, not too crazy. <laughs> we can get to that we can get to that another time <laughs> or in like 30 seconds we can get to it in like 30 seconds all right here hold up i, w- I want to know what what like was something that stood out to you like just being there not all-star related just in chicago i'm assuming you mean other than the cold yes <laughs> okay because before i get to that it was cold uh-huh that's all i'll say okay it was like nine degrees pack, before the wait, wind chill. Did you, did you pack up fine for it? Oh yeah, no, I was prepared. You know, okay. Uh, you know, I live in Jersey now, so I, I get I came with the goose down coat, the sweaters, the scarf, the mm-hmm. gloves, the hat. But you know, there's not really beating nine degrees. It's nine degrees. It's nine degrees. Then when that wind start blowing, it feel like negative nine, and I'm just like, that's just against my religion. I don't like to be in places that cold. Um, the Lord didn't put me in places that cold. Um, I'm the black Bruce Wayne, not the Arctic Bruce Wayne. I come from a very tropical people. I'm not with that. Listen, when it's when it's cold, it's cold. But when there's wind with the cold, it makes it so much worse. And I I'm speaking as someone who lives in like L.A., so that right. that is like not even bad. But I can't imagine <laughs> Chicago being cold and wind just smacking you in the face. That's it. That's the thing. It feels like the wind is slashing you with razor blades in your face. Like it, it feels like there's <laughs> someone is cutting your face, and it's and it's just God in the wind. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's bad. So I will say this, um, just to answer your question for real, for real. There's I, I I I got to see I got to be in the United Center for the dunk contest and the three point contest. Nice flex. Thank you. Uh, there is a distinct, obviously, but I, I just want to reiterate, there's a distinct difference between watching the dunk contest on TV and watching the dunk contest in person. Obviously, the dunks, like, that's ridiculous, seeing them fly through the air. But in terms of the fervor, I guess because, like, I'm I'm used to hearing Kenny, like, go crazy after the dunks and, like, break down the dunks, like, immediately. When, when like, you don't get that. So, like, there's a distinct difference from, like, how everyone's buzzing after Aaron Gordon does like a 360 scoop and like how there's no silence until the replay versus like when someone just does a dunk and then we're like, oh, and then there's silence for like 50 seconds while we wait for the Jumbotron to play the replay. Like you can tell what dunks like make the crowd buzz, what what dunks create electricity in the arena versus just like, yo, that was a fire dunk. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my own flex. I went to last year's All-Star game, or All-Star uh, Saturday night, uh, and I 1,000% agree with you. It's not the same. Like, going to a game live, like a regular basketball game, it's awesome. I, I prefer it over the TV. Like, even if you're all the way to the top, it's just such a good experience. But going to the All-Star, like, where it was, like, skills challenge, the three-point contest, those two, like, were, were fun and all, and so was the dunk contest, but... Like, seeing it on TV is just a different experience. It's just you get so much more with it, I feel like. Really? That's... So I had, like, a better time on my couch? Is that is that what you guys are saying? 
I, I think it's different, and mm-hmm. I think it was foreign to us both because we were used to seeing it with the commentary. Right. I, I'll say I'll I'll definitely put it this way though. Like I definitely agree with that about the dunk contest. But I was at I was at the Rising Stars game on Friday night, and like that devolved into a dunk contest like later in the game, mm-hmm. and like there was like a little mini dunk contest in, during the second quarter. Mm-hmm. Right. I can imagine that that was boring and disjointed and disorganized on TV, but like I forgot I was at a game when I was there, and I was just I was just legit just watching dudes dunk. <laughs> that was cool. How, how was the crowd when Zion was like just? Doing his own little dunk contest, even though he missed his dunks. But like, what was the crowd like in there when that happened? Yo, I, I don't know if you could hear it over the broadcast, but like, I remember Zion missed one, and the ball bounced up high, and like Zion walked straight to the bench. Right. And yeah. I don't. I don't remember who, but the ball went to somebody else. Uh huh. Bro, booze. Like, people were booing. Like, give Zion the ball. <laughs> like it was it was it was i i felt bad for him honestly because it literally turned into a zion like people wanted just a zion exhibition cut the clocks off and let him dunk um so it, but it was like uh, it was uh it was electric it was electric it's funny i don't know if this caught like while you were in the building but you could see he wanted no part of that like he just he was trying to just like play through a rising stars game and then they were like no, you were going to put on a show for us. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, uh, fine. And he did, like, three dunks that he looks like he's never really tried. But, um, yeah, he missed all three of them. Yeah, in the end, yeah. he did not, especially that last one. He really didn't, he, like, you could tell it was just like, yeah. oh, crap, they're going to force me this to do this one again. He's like, I just got in shape, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you could see all the Pelicans, like, employees are probably looking at watching the game like, no, do not give him the ball game. He does not need to try another dunk. Another lesson from the Rising Stars game is, I again, don't know if you can, like, obviously if you watch the game, you saw who was trying, who was not. Yo, R.J. Barrett was really out there trying. Like, R.J. Barrett was out there, like, like playing basketball. Yeah. I mean, he's probably it was probably the best teammates he's had all season, you know? So it was just probably don't, probably really fun for him. Don't disrespect Julius Randle like that. <laughs> hey, hey, I I said I meant team, like a team atmosphere. <laughs> Collective not teammates, not individual. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would never I would never do that to my son. He was only Nick, right? There it was only RJ Barrett. It was only Nick. Yes, he was yeah. the only. I guess Mitchell's out. Uh, Mitchell Robinson is out. Outclassed the uh, oh, Rising yeah. Stars game. That's wild. They're like in thirty straight lotteries, and they have like two. They have like one guy on their Rising Stars. I just thought that was weird. I it is there weird. Be like four Knicks on the on the Rising Stars team. <laughs> A sad day. A sad yes. day. But he played well. He had a good game. I think. All right, if I remember correctly. He was actually the high scorer for the game. Oh okay. And then somebody somebody went up for a layup, and he mm. actually, like, I think it was Zion, and he fouled Zion so he wouldn't be able to get the layup. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, was that was that a playoff foul? Was that, like, a no-easy <laughs> layups foul? <laughs> Go ahead, RJ. I love the spirit. Um, One thing I will say, this will be my last All-Star, like, weekend experience comment. I went to this thing called NBA Crossover, um, and it was, like, an arts and basketball crossover. Like, that was a crossover, arts and basketball. And it was, like... There was, like, just some amazing stuff there. Um, they had a bunch of, like, bicycle seats that were, like, the handlebars and the seats were shaped in the in the 
form of the Bulls logo, and they were oh. painted by Chicago street artists. And it was That's like awesome. two dozen of them, and they were all different, and that was cool. And then they had like a Jordan exhibit there where they had six TVs playing the final quarter of Jordan's elimination games from the finals. Oh. Um, so I legit sat there and watched the fourth quarter of the 1991 game five finals like three times in a row. And by the end I was like, magic, you don't see him rotate. Oh, like the game was happening. Like I'm yelling at magic Johnson. Like he's still playing basketball. Um, and that was amazing, but yeah, it was a cool experience. Not to backtrack, I guess, but, uh, we did have a Laker participate in Saturday night and Sunday night, so I thought it'd be nice to just discuss how our how our guys did real quick. Uh, Dwight, his first dunk was really cool. It was something I hadn't seen before. Um, I think that's something that's not as appreciative um, in person than it was on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the slow mo of it is really cool because you see him like completely turn the opposite way and then dunks it. I think they gave him a a proper score for that one. Uh, his second dunk, I loved. Obviously, the shout out to Kobe. Um, that was that was a really cool moment. I I like that he brought back the Superman stuff. The dunk itself was very uh, very uh, ca- a normal dunk. It was regular. Yeah. Yes, it was literally a lob, and he caught it and dunked it with one hand. See, see, I'm gonna fight back on that. I've seen that a lot. Dude is 34. Like he should, he should not no. be. I not be, not be jumping this way like that first dunk like that I think he did like a full 360 dunk. Yeah. At 34 years old and like being I think like being a center like being that tall it kind of doesn't look as imp- impressive right as like if a young if like a young guard did that but Oh, if Nate if Nate Robinson does that dunk it's a 10. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. but that second like I I I I I can't find myself defending that second dunk. <laughs> it was just such a like a in-game dunk. Like, I can see him doing that in-game from a lob. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm just seeing it, like, at his age. I don't think he had a, like, real chance in this in this thing. Like, no. Compared to those other those other two guys who looked like they were born to dunk. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, he, I don't know. At 34, him being able to still do that is pretty, is pretty wild. Let me say one thing. For people saying, like, that the dunk contest sucks now, those dunks that Derrick Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon were doing near the end... Mm-hmm. those were unreal dunks yeah like those were filthy to say that no one's creative or anything like that like because I, I saw a lot of people saying like the dunk contest sucks blah 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 and i'm like though you've got to be kidding me like if someone did one of those dunks back in the day because obviously like i feel like as as you know time has gone on like the dunks have not not more creative i won't say that but like they just they jump just so damn high like right like I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but they just people are better athletes now than they were back then. <laughs> there you go. And so I don't get how when people say like, especially after this dunk contest, saying that they weren't creative or it wasn't that great. Like I, I had a blast watching them. Uh, again, you guys know that I missed the final round, like the final final round. Mm-hmm. But I just thought like Aaron Gordon's dunk where he caught it off the side and scooped it, Insane. and that. That was my favorite dunk of the night. That was ridiculous. The, the wild part is like they weren't even getting like second tries. You know, they were just doing them all on pretty much their first attempts, which was just crazy. And they just kept getting fifty after fifty 
after 50. I, I thought the dunk contest was, was great. My problem, my only problem, well, I have a couple problems. One, my one problem is get Chadwick Boseman off the judging panel. Get who? Um, Chadwick Boseman, Black okay, Panda, okay. Black Panther, Black Panda, what? <laughs> um, the Panda's friend, Meta World Panther. Anyway, <laughs> get him off. Um, one, because you don't give a Kobe tribute a nine. Like, it's not like if you give him a 10, Dwight's going to make it to the second round. Like, you gave the first dunk a 46, which brings me to my second problem. I completely agree with you, Ellie. That that first, well, not kind of agree with you. That first dunk was very difficult. I think it deserved more than a 46. I also think that, like, I don't know if we really understand how hard dunking is because my man turned a certain way, slowed down, stayed still, and then turned around. That's ridiculous. Um, Shout out to Chris Staples because I'm pretty sure Dwight got that dunk from uh, social media influencer Chris Staples because Chris Staples was at that Venice Beach dunk contest that Dwight was at before the season. And apparently they, like, traded notes. That's what I read. Um, My third and last problem is they just gave out – when you give out so many 50s, then, like, yeah. it becomes what do we not give a 50 to yeah, instead that's of a big judging issue. the dunk for what it is. That's a huge issue. I think they give out 50s way too easily. And to your point about Chadwick, I think judges need to be, like, former NBA players or when like, professional dunkers. Right. I don't, I don't think you can just put anyone out there. Yeah, I didn't understand Chadwick. Bozeman being there at all but uh I, yeah I didn't, I didn't understand that one like I didn't even see 21 bridges bro like what are we doing out here I at least Candace think... Parker has dunked the ball before like this man <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah I think it just has to be someone who's played basketball like they have to know like like not know basketball they just, but they just have to have played basketball before Right, and I, I think you're right. Like, I think the 50 should be relative to the dunkers in that contest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that that a 50 in this one in 2020's dunk contest uh, might have been like a 50 in another one, but you gotta kind of adjust. So like Aaron Gordon's crazy dunk shouldn't be the same as like uh, another 50 that they got. So I I, don't know. I just feel like you should adjust for um, the dunkers you have. Aaron, also, and, yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, bro, you go. Yeah. Pero, pero, you. <laughs> um, I think a rule should be instituted that if you're going to be a, a dunk contest judge, then you should have to watch at least the previous dunk contest from start to finish. Because Derek Jones Jr., I love his dunks, but, like, I've seen him do all of those dunks before. God, you stole it from me. Not, not only, I apologize, not only... Did I have I seen him do all of his dunks? But the dunk he used to beat Aaron Gordon is the same dunk Zach Levine used to beat Aaron, and it was a worse dunk, and he got a fifty for it. Like I'm, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, yo, I've seen this before. There's no way they they don't remember. It's their job. He did. I felt like he, he got robbed for a dunk. He lost the same dunk twice. That kind of sucks. He Derrick Jones Jr. did two in a row dunks in the finals, where it was like. He jumped over someone and did between the legs. Now, granted, that is incredibly hard. Yes. His first one, his first one, understandably a 50. But the fact that he did that same dunk just from a different angle, again, like immediately after that dunk and got a 50, I don't think, because it's not creative, I think that should have went down. Yeah, their, their bar for 50 was 
was pretty like set. So yeah, as long as you reach it, they were gonna give it. But just I thought it was hilarious. Did you know you guys remember Pat Connaughton was in this contest, right? <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, I I actually liked his first dunk. I, I mean, sorry, his second I, dunk over Giannis. That oh, dunk yeah, was nice. But like they were the same dunk, weren't they? They were like they were pretty close. No, his up. his. I mean, yes, but the second one he added the the backboard. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, just I mean, think Caruso better the whole time. <laughs> get, get Caruso in this dunk contest. <laughs> I mean, Listen. let's keep it a stack, yo. Pat Connor can, can jump and he can dunk. He's not a dunk contest dunker. No, not at all. Um, although the white men can't jump throwback was yeah, like was amazing. Sick. That was amazing. <laughs> Shout out to Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I hope he's not problematic in some way because that would be annoying. I got to take that back. I'll Google it after the pod. I'll edit it out if so. <laughs> <laughs> got to be careful. Um, yeah, I just uh, I feel bad for Aaron Gordon. That's my that's my that's my. I do too, and I don't blame him for saying that he doesn't want to come back. No, not at all. But the incentives need to be better. Like, there's no reason John Morant shouldn't be in this contest. You know, like or. Even like Zach Levine, they need better incentives to get these guys in. Or even Zion. Zion's like, oh, I don't know if I'll do it ever. Like, there's there's no reason he shouldn't at least be in one in his career. What would have been your perfect uh, slam dunk contest, like, contestants? Probably Levine, Gordon, uh, Ja, Zion. That's my four. Yeah. Yep. Everyone else is kind of just there to make sure the first round is in like a sweep, I guess. Could <laughs> you imagine? I, I would guess if you had five, because like, isn't it, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't it sometimes five people in the dunk contest? Or am I, am I wrong there? I think it has been before, but I, I don't know if it's, uh, I, I don't know yeah. if that was like a one-time deal or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was probably my four. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I agree. And if it was a fifth, you put Derek Jones Jr. on that. Yeah. So, the three-point contest was also awesome. They also had the Ruffles three-point shot. I loved that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> that also, one, first and foremost, great brand sponsorship. Just, just top-notch. Well done. Um. Also, some dude tried to give me, like, Anthony Davis ruffles on the street when I was in Chicago. He's like, they're free, they're free. And I'm like, I'm not taking chips from strangers on the street in Chicago. Um, Wait, if it was closed, then, like... Don't care. <laughs> don't care. I have a friend who used to... You can't take, like, alcohol on a, on a cruise. I have a friend who used to buy Listerine, empty out the bottle, put vodka in there with green food coloring and, like, mint essence, and, like, put saran wrap on the, the top, and then... Like blow dry it so it shrunk so it looked like it was never closed. So I don't know what mother <laughs> be doing. That's a lot of work to give a guy. A that is kiss, so man. much work. <laughs> hey, people! Cra- I ain't never been to Chicago. Look, bro, Chief Keef is from Chicago. I will never underestimate anything anyone from Chicago does. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You had a good time. That's what <laughs> <laughs> point being, uh, the three-point contest was cool. I was actually sitting behind this dude who worked for the Suns, so he was obviously rooting for Devin Booker. Um, and every time anyone else was shooting, he'd be—he was obviously inebriated, but he would be like yelling, "Like miss it, miss it!" But the thing is, <laughs> we were like, we were like as high up as you could possibly be 
And I'm like, bro, they can't hear you, dog. <laughs> bro, I, I, they can't. They you can't, can't hear you. You can't be too mad at him, though. Like, this is the one of the times where like Phoenix can actually win something. So it's very rare for that guy, you know. Can't Not be too only mad. yeah, you're correct in that, but it was also the way he reacted to Derrick Jones Jr. winning the dunk contest because obviously Derrick Jones Jr. <laughs> was drafted by the Sun. And I was like, bro, he don't even play for you, but you're like, you know what? You deserve this guy. <laughs> you deserve this. <laughs> um can we move forward to sunday is that cool yeah yeah i'm gonna keep it a stack with you guys and with the listeners if anthony davis had missed that last that second free throw i would have requested a trade immediately i'd have been wow. like nah he's broken bro he's got nick anderson syndrome it's over it's done <laughs> Yo, if, Were you if, in the building for that one, that, that game? Or? No, I actually had to leave uh, Sunday morning from Chicago because oh. the flight home was like $200 more expensive to come oh, back okay. on Monday, and I ain't got it like that. Um, <laughs> so I watched that at home, but okay. uh, <laughs> the tension was still palpable alone Did, in my bedroom. Didn't you hear he missed that first one on purpose? Yeah. That, I mean, obviously, duh. <laughs> I don't blame him, man. It just made it even that more exciting. He's a generous guy. I mean, they were handing out ruffles in the streets with his face on it. He just, you know, it just seems like a seems like a really generous guy. Oh man, not having a time clock was amazing though. Just being able to see it like go back and yep. forth. There's no holding the ball or like you know running running clock or any of that. It's just it's just like going full throttle every time. Yep. I, I okay. So I was <laughs> I was skeptic of that rule change. I uh. First off, I didn't know that every quarter was – after every quarter, um, the winner of that quarter uh, would win m- uh, money for charity. I didn't know that until I started yeah, – until the game started. Secondly, I was personally skeptic of that change uh, of the final quarter. I was thinking like that's not – that's like – I don't know. I thought the game would go by so fast in the fourth quarter. I remember – I think I told you guys that, but I could be wrong. But I thought it would just go by way too fast. And good lord, was I wrong? That was so good. That was genuinely a genius idea. Like I, that was the most entertaining quarter of, or second most. 2011 fourth quarter was really fun to watch too. But that was that was genu- That might have been the most fun quarter of All Star history. Yeah, and you saw everyone care, right? Like it wasn't like. Like every single person was trying to yep. win. You yep. saw Giannis. Giannis, I think, dunked at least six hundred times in that second. <laughs> that second. That second quarter. To. That second quarter, he dominated. <laughs> so like, and then you get into that like fourth, and everyone starts tidying up. And I don't think he made a shot in the fourth quarter, if I'm if I'm right. But um, Ooh. nothing against Giannis, but like I just I think that it would just tighten up, and everyone was like super crazy, um, intensity and. Man, that was fun. I I was at ULA. I thought that game would be over in like three minutes. Just seeing how the game opened, like yep. I think they scored like thirty points in like three minutes, and in that fourth quarter, everyone just tightened up. It was like I think LeBron was running the point for the for um for his team, and yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie, my uh, I was really hoping there was a moment where I was starting to get scared because you saw a lot of people start to fall on the floor, and you were kind of like. All right, all right. Kind of, kind of lay back just a little bit, just a, just a little bit. He's talking to you, Kyle Lowry. Oh, is that, is that right? <laughs> Yo, Kyle was taking charges out there. 
I, I was going to say, Chris Paul was legitimately about to get a technical foul. Like, yeah. I thought he was oh, going to yeah. get thrown out of the game. The the real losers that weekend were the refs. The refs went in. <laughs> they, gen- like, every single time, they just have a good time, you know, jog up and down the court, just mess around and everything like that. Yo, they were getting yelled at on All-Star Weekend. Can you imagine that? Like, they did not expect to work on Sunday night. Like, no. let's keep it, like. No. They went and reviewed something. Three things. <laughs> there were two coaches' challenges. Like, can you imagine that? And they reviewed that? the hardest goaltending I've ever seen in my life. Can you imagine players begging you to review something on All-Star Weekend? <laughs> Never's happened. They they hate this rule. You They won't say that, but you know they hate this rule. All right, can I tell you my favorite referee-related thing, though? This, oh. We'll get back to Sunday. But I love that during the three-point contest, they legitimately have a ref, like, looking at dudes' feet and putting their hands up in the air, like, to give the three signal. I'm waiting for one day, one ref to be like, no, foot on the line, foot on the line. <laughs> Disqualified from the money ball wreck. <laughs> Wait till a player demands a challenge for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. Um, so I, I, I think, uh, well, I'll ask you guys, what do you think? Do, do you think it was bad that the game ended on a free throw? No, I think that's just what happened. I mean, I, you can't really like, um, try to control that. Cause then people would just foul like crazy, um, to make sure that it doesn't end. So I, I, mean, I don't remember where I saw this. I think it was MB. I know Embiid said that it shouldn't end on a free throw. But I saw somewhere on Twitter someone saying how it should be, and I 100% agree with this. I think it's wrong to have it end on a free throw, uh, but I do. But it shouldn't be that you know you should just take it out each time, because mm-hmm. why not foul them each time they have an open shot down low? You know, right. like that. That's just not fair. So I think it should be free throws, and each free throw you knock down, the points decrease on the opposite team. Mm. do you get what i'm saying yes so like if the so, score is 99 to 100 you foul them the team with 100 goes and like let's say it's to 101 they make the free throw it goes 198 and then they make the second one 197 and then you take it out again i see so the game doesn't end they just keep losing points yeah okay. yep i like uh, that i like what you know worldwide walk he's like <laughs> um <laughs> You want to win by two? <laughs> like, you know, like, like in pickup, like <laughs> straight up or win by two. Yeah, I mean it fits because that legitimately turned into a pickup game. <laughs> like, yeah, it, um, it was also it was also a nice way to end it, just because on a free throw, just because like Kobe, he like passed Magic. I mean, his I believe his first points were at the free throw line, and then he passed uh, MJ at the free throw line, and then his final point was at the free throw line against the Jazz. Wow. So I think that was a cool way to end it, you know, um, for that game. Appropriate. Yeah, exactly. The one thing I will say is that part of the intensity and the drama and the emotion was the fact that there were no commercial breaks. And I I heard that they're already figuring out a way to put a commercial break in the fourth quarter. Um, And I just hope they don't do that because I feel like. What? No. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I that's what I, that's what I saw that they're they're trying to figure out a way to have a, a, a TV timeout so they can put a commercial break because mm-hmm. but like I feel like a lot of like like 
the reason Chris Paul was arguing is because his emotions were amped up because he'd been playing basketball for like 20 straight minutes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's cool. Um, yeah. Like, that, that the last quarter took 39 minutes, and that was 39 minutes of uninterrupted basketball. Um, obviously, like, not regarding free throws, but, like, no timeouts. Obviously, not regarding replays, but, like, that kind of made it what it was to me, and I would hate for them to change that next year and, and for the intensity to, like, take a dip down uh, in the second in the second year. I think they should kind of leave it just for like how it is for now. I mean, I have no doubt that they want to do that just because, like, you know, money. Uh, but, but yeah, that that I think that takes away from, like, the moment. Like, people were excited because it was nonstop basketball. It was, like, in a way, like, you know in the final minutes of, of soccer when it's, like, you know, in soccer there's no timeouts or anything. So from, like, the 85th minute to 90th minute, it's, like, super exciting because they're just, like, literally giving it their all. I feel like that's how it was in the final, like, five – with five points left in the game. With no time, with no like TV breaks whatsoever, I I just loved that. Yeah, it's like in regular pickup, you can't call a timeout, right? <laughs> like if you're playing at like the twenty four or anywhere, you can't be like timeout. Let's you know take a break, commercial break. So it's kind of cool to see the same thing on TV and guys are tired, grabbing their holding onto their knees and trying to just catch a breath anywhere they can. I think that played into the intensity you saw who could kind of keep up, and I thought that was cool. Yeah, so don't change it, NBA. Lovely. All right, well, All-Star break is is over now. Actually, officially over because there's literally basketball happening as we speak right now. Um, so let, let's get back to the uh, the nitty and the gritty, uh, the forum blue and gold, the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the Lakers have had no additions to the team. Uh, Darren Collison said, nah, I'm Gucci on that. And Reggie Jackson joined the Clippers. Mo Harkless doesn't appear to be bought out. I think in the words of, I forget who said it, but uh, we are who they thought we were. They thought, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. The team is the team. Ain't nobody coming, uh, That's most not likely. You, What'd you say? I, I, I feel like there's going to be some, like, let's just say Mo Harkless doesn't get bought out. Because he's the one guy who obviously, like, if he gets bought out, Lakers will go, they're all at him. But I, I don't know. I find it hard to believe that. Lakers aren't going to get either G.R. Smith or Dion Waiters. Like, I feel like they're going to get one of those two. I don't know, man. I'm, well, I don't know if you guys heard, like, the DeMarcus Cousins um, uh, interview on All the Smoke yep. with Matt Barnes. And, and the way he was just talking, like, I could just see them not doing anything. Um, he was talking about how, like, when they move, all 15 people move. Um, when one guy goes to the movies, all 15 go to the movies. And not that that will mess up anything. It's just just the way I see this team kind of um, reacting. I mean, we haven't even cut anyone. I mean, people are like, oh, go sign this guy. Like, they don't have space. They don't. <laughs> they literally cannot offer a spot right now. Um, so I, I just don't see anything happening. I, I don't think they will do anything unless a move is very, like, if it, it moves the needle quite a bit. And I just don't think J.R. Smith for Troy Daniels moves the needle as much as you don't. You don't. You don't think that's a slight upgrade. I think it's a slight upgrade. I don't think it's enough for them to cut a guy to do that. You know what I mean? Like if they had an open roster spot, then maybe. But I don't think they'll cut a guy to sign another one who they have to again like kind of um, put into the system and and all that. I think they think they have enough, and I don't think they're right. But I just see that's how they're moving. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll get Dion. I don't think Dion Waiters. I mean, I feel like we we would have heard something by now. Um, he hasn't played basketball in what 
since like this November, December. So uh, I'm not sure. In the words of Adam Sandler, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I I just uh the it's funny the thing I took most from that DeMarcus Cousins interview was actually his discussion on on Kyle Kuzma um yeah. and calling him June Tao from Rush Hour because of the hair. I think that's hilarious. Um but I agree with you, man. I just feel like Didn't didn't he uh, also call him Marshall? Yes, he called him Marshall as well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think Vogel said something recently. It might have been on seven. Maybe it was Vogel. I, th- I thought it was Vogel, but he said, you know, the the team's looking at all avenues, but we're not going to make a move just to make a move. Right. And and I feel like at this rate, like the quality of upgrade we can get, it, it would be just making a move just to do it. Um, right. Like we could get positive impact from J.R. Smith or Deion Waiters. Or we could just play Quinn Cook a little more and see like what he can do in his minutes. You know what I mean? Um, I I just feel like I feel like there's enough un- unpacked potential in the team, just because of the way the rotations have been handled. This is not a judgment. This is just the way. This is just an observation. Um, but there's enough on the team that we just don't know yet. Like, and and I feel like they might be more focused on unlocking that than picking somebody up. I saw this one tweet from I think at I'm Super Cap. Uh, that's a Captain America uh, reference, I think. Captain Super. But it said, Rajon Rondo in 38 games has been a plus 56. That's plus 1.5 per game. Quinn Cook in 34 games is a plus 85. That's 2.5 per game. Obviously, both small sample sizes. But in the 14 games that Rondo was out, Cook, as the backup point guard, was a plus 63 in total. That's plus 4.5 per game. And the Lakers were 11-3 and in that span. So, like, maybe just playing Quinn Cook some more because in the time that he's gotten, he's looked okay and seeing what we can do there. And obviously Caruso, I don't even need to say that versus like picking up J.R. Smith and hoping he doesn't pull a game one of the finals in the game one of the finals. <laughs> I just, I just, I can see if J.R. let's just say if J.R. Smith joined, I could see him playing legit minutes in the playoffs for this team with, as a, as, off the bench with Troy Daniels. I, I don't see him getting really playing time. Like, JR can actually be, like, a valuable, like, asset to the team, whereas, and, like, play some minutes, whether it's, like, 10 minutes or 15 minutes, whereas with Troy, I don't even see him getting minutes in the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Also, JR Smith is, can defend wings at yep, times. Yep, right? Then they need, they need that. Yeah. I don't know. They just don't seem like they're any, in any rush to do anything, um, even Harkless, it doesn't look like they're like going after that as as hard as we would like them to do. But um, I mean, they're four games ahead of the West. It's kind of hard to argue with the results. Uh, I I also think it's just really important to do just because you know you never know with injuries. Yeah. And like having Jr. as a body on the team is more helpful than Troy is because like let's just say Kuzma goes out for maybe three weeks or four weeks you need you need someone with a little bit more size I'm not saying jr is as big as kuzma but he's bigger than troy daniels yeah yeah he also gives them like an asshole that i kind of feel like this team needs like just like i don't know he, he seems like a little bit more of like that kind of tough mold i know it's kind of a cliche but in cleveland he kind of played that kind of tough role and i think he could play in finals games like he has i, I just don't see them making that move right now has he has his workout happened yet i don't think so right i I thought it did 
Okay. I have no idea. I well, I th- I th- it was definitely scheduled. The yeah. last thing I saw about it was it was scheduled for a day that has passed. Okay. And I'm assuming that since that day has passed, we didn't hear that they canceled the workout. We also didn't hear what they thought of the workout. I'm assuming that means the workout didn't go too well. <laughs> but that's just me reading into the situation. Like, it's not like the Lakers are super um, forthcoming and transparent with, with the thing, like medical information, let, a no, let alone, like, stuff that actually doesn't affect the public. So... Um, well, just just because we're talking about players who could help the team uh, for the home stretch and, and, and what the team could use, when you look at the standings, like, unless something drastic happens, the Lakers are in pretty good position to hold on to the to the top seed for the rest of the season. Yeah, I, after after how it ended and everything, and, like, I don't know why, I, I, I with that Denver game, that was a big part to me of whether they, there's a chance of them keeping that first spot. I just, I really think it, it would take. <laughs> there's no way they lose that first spot. I, in my opinion, I think they have that locked. Yeah, same. I think it's locked up. I think they have like 29 games left, and to lose five games would be, uh, would be quite a bit. That something really went wrong if they lost a five game, uh, lead <laughs> offers. So. Rick, Rick, can you, can you do us a favor if if they ever lose the first seed, we're deleting this um podcast. <laughs> we're deleting just, this. Uh... I'll just download the MP3, edit this out, and then upload it back. Like it <laughs> there never we go. Happens. There we go. Here, do you want me to say a different take right now, just to make sure we can edit that in? <laughs> so there's a chance no. they lose the second. I mean, the first seed. Shit, I messed that up. Should I go again? <laughs> no, I think it's okay. Okay, all right. Just I'll piece it together. All right. Yeah, I mean, I just um, at this rate, I'm I'm obviously I'm most concerned with watching the Lakers games, but at this rate, I'm just as concerned with seeing how the rest of the standings play out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like at this at this point, I'm putting together, you know, potential brackets in my head. Who is who is your least favorite eight seed? Like who would you not want to see in that eight seed? Portland. That, that, that's also my answer. I don't want to see Damian Damian Lillard. I I don't want to see Portland and for myself, I don't want to see the Pelicans. I would much rather see the Grizzlies there. Same. I, I'm hoping for the Grizzlies stay in eight. I just that I'm not not worried not worried about that at all. No. Um, God, that like, would be that would be the worst eight seed. Portland being the eighth seed is would be just terrible. Well, I, I would want to see San Antonio there. Anybody but Portland or Pelicans. It's yeah. specifically because like in order to be an eight and upset a one, like you either need something drastic to happen, like an act of God type, or like you need the players on the eighth seed to just get hot for seven games. And Damon CJ can do exactly that. Yep. <laughs> just, like, go bananas for seven games. And, like, I just don't want to – and it also, like, like that that they're, like, the antithesis of our team. Like, we are all forwards, and they are just – we are specifically <laughs> two forwards, and they are specifically two guards. And I'm just not trying to see, like, Damon CJ cook, like – Ron Avery Bradley and Danny Green like that that just that'll I'll look at that and be like this is the worst possible matchup that I just don't want to watch that at all I would say though I feel like the NBA would really want a Lakers Pelicans matchup that storyline is just so big you have well for one you have LeBron Carmelo and then you also have LeBron and Zion you know like LeBron like a lot of people compared Zion to LeBron 
and, you know, just them two going up against each other. And then you also have, you know, Anthony Davis against the Pelicans and then Lonzo, Josh, and Ingram against the Lakers. There's just so many storylines in that that I feel like the NBA would love. I'm not ready to watch Brandon Ingram that's exactly, play That's exactly what it is. In I, a, that's in the playoff series. <laughs> that's the main reason I don't want it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready for it because Brandon Ingram's the type of dude who would, like, take that super seriously and go ham on us. <laughs> like, yep. He's good enough to, like, take a few games. So, Yeah, I'm just not trying to see it. Um, no. For all the talk about Zion, obviously Zion's amazing, and the Pelicans are, like, really good with him on the floor. Um, I, I don't have the on-off numbers in front of me. I um, mean, obviously he's doing very well. But in their last – like, Zion's played in the last 10 – 10 games i think um and the pelicans in their last 10 are six and four so like i don't want to play them i don't want to see us play against lonzo and brandon um but zion can't play all 48 minutes and when he's off the floor we're gonna destroy them and we might do it when he's on the floor so like i'm all right with that like it'll be emotional but at this rate i just want to see us win and i we would win so i'm cool with it i agree um, the only other thing is, of course, uh, just for drama's sake, I don't want to see the Clippers until the Western Conference Finals. Yep. I just want that to be what happens. Yep. Uh, they, with you, just you, they have to find a way to to meet them there. If you meet them in the second, you are essentially playing a finals type game in the second round of playoffs. Yeah, I'd rather wait too. I hope they play Houston in the first round. I feel like that'd be a fun. Clippers, yeah, yeah. Clippers, Houston is the matchup I really want to. Yeah, that'd be fun. But I mean, there that team is that team is deep. Uh, So yeah, I would say hopefully we see them in the Western Conference Finals, and uh, they're tired by that time or something. Yeah, I was gonna say I low key want the standings to hold so that OKC plays the Clippers because there's. Like, there's either that game will be physical and rough, or Chris Paul will just annoy the hell out of every <laughs> Clippers player and, like, get them off their game. So, you know, one of those yeah. two things. You know, it's funny. I would rather the Lakers play Utah or Denver than Portland. I'm not even kidding when I say that. <laughs> That's kind of wild, but it's, it's not that crazy, actually. Because Dame is the best player on any of those teams, right? Like, on Denver, Utah. I agree. People might whoa, say whoa, Jokic whoa. over him, but excuse me, I I I I I wouldn't doubt that people would say that. Wait, 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 no, it was yeah, it wasn't about Jokic. I was talking about the Defensive Player of the Year, the Stifle Tower. Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. Um, yeah, I'm going with Dame. <laughs> Trash ass squad. <laughs> bunch of frauds bro <laughs> anyway oh my god we're gonna trade for my cuddly it's gonna be i just i'm just, i'm sick of it i'm just sick of all of it bro i'm sick of all of it bro no like I'm, the screen assist or anything anything like that like they are they're just becoming I, I don't know if like warriors fans just decided to become jazz fans and they're just like we're just gonna be just as annoying but now over here i don't know if they just like siphoned off the annoyingness it's, it's frustrating your Andy Bailey rant is like still relevant today, which is funny. <laughs> it's like, and I, I felt bad. I like apologize. And then like every time I see a tweet from him, I'm like, I want to punch this tweet in the face. I just want to like, <laughs> me and this tweet should take it outside. Um, but I respect him and his work ethic and everything he's done to build his platform. 
I'm just trying to make sure we can still get sponsored out here. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um, before we before we head out, uh, the Lakers are in action for the first time in like a month tomorrow, um, and we all get our favorite drug back. Speaking of Memphis, um, the Lakers play the Grizzlies. I don't really know what there is to preview. John Morant. Yeah. Just hold jaw down. Don't don't <laughs> let him go off. Jaron Jackson, uh, Brandon Clark. Actually, Jaron Jackson and AD is something I'm I'm very excited to see. Like that matchup when they do wind up on each other, I'm going to be very curious about uh, how that goes. Because they're like, I don't I don't watch a lot of Jaron Jackson, but just like from the clips I've seen, I feel like he's like this kind of do it all versatile big. I don't know, shades of AD. I don't really know. I think Ali, weren't you at the game where I think it was against Memphis where AD had like yep forty yep was it forty and twenty? And he had oh, like that was against Memphis. Yeah, he had like I forgot what it was. I think how many free throws in the third quarter? I think he had literally it was like fifteen free throws in the third quarter, something like that. Yeah, it was insane. If you look at the stat sheet, it was just like four minutes worth of free throws. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember last year we played the Grizzlies and um, Jaron Jackson hit like a three over LeBron to win the game. Do you guys remember? Oh, you guys remember that? No, I that, sh- that I, I, I put happened. I put that <laughs> I put that in the section of my brain where I don't remember things. Yeah, it's where it belongs. I remember, <laughs> I remember weird things like that, but um, yeah, I remember because he was like they were going he was going back and forth with LeBron and uh, he hit like a three to win the game. It was like a he has like a really weird shot so. Uh, yeah, Memphis Memphis has such a bright future like I I I, even with the trade with Iggy where they picked up Winslow like I like that for them they have just a bunch of young guys who play really really hard and not just that they're actually really talented too so it I think in like three they're like they remind me of OKC a bit like the young OKC where they have a bunch of guys who play hard and are just like good and you can tell in the future you're they're gonna be like they're going to be legit. Like, like OKC against the Lakers. I, th- I forgot what year it was. But it was just a really young Westbrook and Durant, Harden, Ibaka. They all, right. and like, they gave, they, they gave the Lakers some trouble, but you knew the Lakers had them. But you knew, but you also knew you don't want to meet this team in like two years in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, hopefully we beat the hell out of them tomorrow. So. <laughs> D- I, I, I wonder if the Lakers will like do some gamesmanship like Denver did last year. Because like, if 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 we beat Memphis tomorrow, then they're back at five hundred, meaning Portland's one step closer to the eight seed. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't realize Portland is still five games back. That's quite a bit. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> I feel like we're gonna see Memphis. Like that is that's a lot. Pelicans are still six games back. I didn't realize it was that much. That's a lot to make up. I mean, we're we're really close to it being set like the standings yeah. being set we're we're a couple predictable endings away from the standings being set for on honestly for both well not the standings being set but at least the teams being set i should yeah. say the top eight so it's interesting uh guys i just want to say i'm glad that the lakers are back uh i'm glad that the forum is back yes sir and we got uh we got an exciting two months until the until the playoffs. We bike. Yeah. <laughs> we bike, baby. 
um, occasionally cycle. Anyway, without any further ado, this has been The Forum. Peace. Peace.